led us in this morning says, come behold the wondrous mystery. And it walks through uh, the reality that Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, took on human flesh, came to earth as a baby, which we celebrate at Christmas, and lived a sinless life and died a perfect death to pay the penalty for our sins on the cross. And that song takes us through the, the reality of the life of Jesus Christ, his, his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. And it is an incredible mystery. We're going to be in several passages of Scripture today, but our first one is going to be Colossians chapter 1. So if you want to turn your Bibles there, you can be a little bit ahead. So that's going to be Colossians chapter 1. Uh, we're also going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Ephesians 3, and Romans 16, okay? So four passages today as we walk through this idea of the mystery of the gospel, the wondrous, incredible mystery of the gospel. As I was thinking and, and, and studying this week, I, I was thinking a lot about mystery. How many of you remember, this dates me a little bit, but how many of you remember uh, the Time Life books, Mysteries of the Unknown? Do you guys remember those? The commercials would be like this commercial on TV and a man walks into an airport and he has a sudden urge to not get on the airplane and the airplane crashes. Was it a coincidence? We think not, you know. And it would go through and it talked about Stonehenge and talked about the pyramids, uh, talked about crop circles. Talked about the Bermuda Triangle, which, by the way, when I was a kid, I really thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to be a problem for me, right? Like, it was just like, I don't know, you could just, all of a sudden, you just disappear. And I, I didn't totally understand it. I still don't really understand it. I don't even know if it's a real thing, but the Untold Mysteries Time Life series was going to explain the Bermuda Triangle to me for just you know, several installments of 1999, and they would send you a new book every couple of weeks, and it was these cool-looking black books, and they had these, the picture on the cover of some unsolved, untold mystery. And as I think about, um, there's lots of mysteries in life. There's lots of things we don't quite understand. There's lots of things that don't quite make sense. I mean, I've flown on a plane, but I still don't know how that works, Right? Like this giant hunk of metal is just like cruising through the sky. And I know I read a book about the Wright brothers and, they, and the wings of the bird and the air and the lift. and the It's a mystery, guys. I don't understand it. And as we think about the gospel, as we think about what Scripture teaches us about a God who is eternal, who existed before time began, and who spoke life into existence, it's, it's a mystery. It's, it's beyond our comprehension. But not only that, this God who spoke life into existence sent his son, the son of God who is co-equal with God, who is eternal, to take on human flesh. It's an incredible mystery. And there's lots of other things in Scripture that are hard to comprehend. I mean, the virgin birth being one. By the way, we believe that when Scripture says that Mary had never been intimate with a man and she was conceived by the Holy Spirit, we believe that's exactly what happened. That's not figurative or spiritual language. That's, that's a real thing. But how, how are we to understand an incredible mystery like that? 
The atonement, the idea that Jesus Christ could take our sins on himself, pay the penalty for my sin and your sin, that's an incredible mystery. The resurrection. A dead man came alive again. The miracles of Jesus, these are all incredible mysteries. But the greatest mystery of all is the incarnation, the fact that the Word became flesh, that the eternal God of the universe took on human flesh. And so for the next four weeks, we're going to talk about this wondrous mystery, the mystery of the incarnation. And and we're going to explain some terms, and we're going to walk through this. I want to let you know I was greatly helped as I studied uh, for this by a book called Knowing God uh, by, by an author named J.I. Packer. And if you want to pick that book up, it's a great book that just helps you understand God better. Uh, but there's one chapter, chapter five, that's particularly on the incarnation, and it's really, really good and helpful, and it helped me tremendously as I studied. So a lot of, a lot of the thoughts that I'll share, uh, I want to give credit uh, as as I share them with you. But this mystery of the incarnation is is what we're gonna look at for the next few weeks. And so this morning, I just want us to to kind of process what this mystery, and I wanna look at several passages that all point to the mystery of the gospel, that that all point to the reality that, that Jesus Christ, who who came as the perfect son of God, who took on flesh, that that this is indeed a mystery. And so this morning, I pray uh, that that God would help us to see and understand his truth today. But let me read you this passage of scripture out of Colossians chapter one to get started. The apostle Paul is writing to the church at Colossae and Colossians chapter 1, and starting in verse 24, Paul says this, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is the church. Verse 25, I have become its servant. He's talking about the church. I have become the servant of the church according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. And now listen to verse 26. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the mystery that we're gonna spend the next few weeks talking about Jesus Christ, the perfect Son of God who came in human flesh, came to save us, and now dwells in us through his Holy Spirit, Christ in you, the hope of glory, this glorious, wondrous mystery. So let's pray, and then we'll get into the message this morning. God, we love you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you that your word is truth. Thank you that your word is powerful. Thank you that your word is effective. It accomplishes what you sent it forth to accomplish. And so, Lord, through the power of your living word, touch our hearts and minds, open our ears, 
Help us to respond to the good news of your gospel today. God, help us to see the depths of the riches of this glorious mystery which is revealed through Jesus Christ. God, cause us to adore and to glory in these truths. God, give us confidence through these truths. And God, give us humility to submit to these truths this morning. Pray that you will be glorified in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, this morning we are uh, starting this series and our goal is to understand this wondrous mystery. First thing I want us to see based out of Colossians 1, 24 through 28 um, and let me read a couple more verses. I, I stopped there at verse 26. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. Verse 27, God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then Paul says, we proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And this morning, understanding the mystery of the incarnation will help us to grow into maturity. Paul says we teach this, we explain this, we, we reveal this to you so that we can all grow into maturity in Christ Jesus. And as we come to embrace and understand this biblical teaching of the incarnation, then we grow into maturity. There is so much in Scripture if you're like me, there's, there's a lot of things that, that you've heard, taught, and you've maybe even studied, but you, you still don't quite understand exactly how this could all work. But Paul is teaching us if, if we can come to, by faith, understand and, and take in this reality of, of Jesus Christ, come in human flesh, that that, that that is the thing that will cause us to grow into maturity. The book of Galatians that is written by the Apostle Paul points out that the gospel, that is the good news of Jesus Christ coming and living and dying and resurrecting for our salvation, that, that this is the thing that will grow us into maturity. In Galatians, he says, you started with the gospel, but now you're trying to do other things. You're trying to, to grow by your works. You're trying to grow by your understanding, but let's get back to the basics, and this morning, maybe you think, yeah, we know the story, Dustin. Yeah, Jesus, he came, he was born in a manger. We get it, you know, there was no room for him in the end. We know it, we know the story already. But I, I just wanna ask you this for the next few weeks to just really let this incredible truth sink in. God and human flesh. If we can understand this, then we will grow into Maturity. So let me define this word, incarnation. Incarnation. How many of you, um, how many of you like carne asada? Yeah, okay, good. All right. How many of you know what carne asada is? <laughs> Maybe, it's meat, by the way. It's, it's like, you know, really tender little steak chop. That's good. So carne is, is the word for meat. And incarnation is means literally taking on flesh. Carnation, this, 
the, the, the taking on of flesh. And so the incarnation is the biblical teaching that the eternal Son of God took on human flesh. And so we're going to use this term incarnation a lot throughout this series. And, and so when we say incarnation, you can know what that means. So why don't you just read the definition with me, okay, class? Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Incarnation, the biblical teaching that the eternal Son of God took on human flesh. That was my bad. I typed the notes. That was my typo. So just pretend there's a the after, before eternal. Let's say it one more time. Incarnation, the biblical teaching that the eternal Son of God took on human flesh. We're going to talk about what that means next week. We're going to talk about the idea, the, the teaching that Jesus was fully God. And the week after that, we're going to talk about the teaching that Jesus was fully man, fully God, and fully man at the same time, 100% God and 100% man. But for this morning, we're just going to get an overview, the incarnation, the biblical teaching that the eternal Son of God took on human flesh. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to read uh, several verses here, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Again, Paul is speaking about this mystery. I think we're going to start in verse, we're going to start at verse 1. Paul says, when I came to you, brothers and sisters, announcing the mystery of God to you, I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. Verse 6, we do, however, speak a wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak God's hidden wisdom in a mystery, a wisdom God predestined before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age knew this wisdom because if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human heart has conceived, God has prepared these things for those who love him. Now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And let's jump down to verse 13. It says, we also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people, but the person without the Spirit does not receive what comes from God's Spirit because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. Paul is again talking about the mystery of the incarnation, the mystery of God through Jesus Christ coming in human flesh. And this morning, if we want to understand the incarnation, then we have to do so in humility and by the Spirit's power. I love this passage. Paul starts off and he says, he's talking to the church in Corinth, and he says, hey, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with, 
with human wisdom. I didn't come to you with brilliance of speech. I I didn't come to you with clever ideas. I, I just came to you with Jesus Christ. That's my desire as a pastor that, that I would preach nothing else except Jesus Christ and him crucified. We can get sidetracked, we can get confused, we can get off on all kinds of rabbit trails and tangents, but the main thing is the main thing for us as followers of Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ and him crucified. The eternal son of God come in human flesh But if we're going to understand this reality, then we have to do so in humility. We have to do so through the Spirit's power, as Paul says in this passage. Because I can't explain to you how God took on human flesh. There's a passage in scripture that that talks about the gospel, Jesus coming in Hebrews, and and the writer says the angels desire to look into these things. In other words, even the angels are, are still scratching their head thinking, now what did he do again? The eternal God who spoke life into existence. And if we're gonna understand the reality of this wondrous mystery of the incarnation, we must do so in humility. Humility requires submission. And so when we talk about faith and salvation, there is a submission and humility that goes along with it. We submit to the truths of God. We might not understand it all, but we submit by faith. That requires humility. That requires um, saying, God, I'm not in control. You are. You're God. I'm not. You are worthy. I am needy. You are wise. I am not. You are truth, and I'm just trying to understand it. You see, when we get off track in our life, it's because we start to try to define reality on our own terms. Instead of understanding reality on God's terms. And so, when we come to God in any other posture except for humility, we begin to say, yeah, well, I don't like this part. Yeah, I know the Bible says that, but that doesn't apply to me. That doesn't apply to this time period. That's, you know, that, that's for people 2,000 years ago, surely That's not what the Bible really means. If we're gonna accept the reality of who God is, the reality of the incarnation, we must do so in humility, but also by the Spirit's power. Paul says this teaching that he came to the church at Corinth with, he's teaching spiritual things to spiritual people, and then he says, for those who don't have the Spirit, this is just foolishness to them. And this morning, I would just give a warning. When we begin to talk about Jesus Christ, his perfect life, his virgin birth, his sinless death, and you think, eh, I I don't buy it. I don't buy it. 
you know, I, sure, Jesus was a good teacher. Sure, Jesus was a good guy. I mean, he was even a revolutionary. He lived this great life. He loved his enemies. And, but I, I don't know about all that supernatural stuff. I, I just need to warn you that the reason you don't understand or accept these things is, is because you don't have the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals God's truth to us and who draws us into salvation, who convicts us of sin and our need for a Savior. And if you don't have the Spirit, then you don't have Jesus. And if you don't have Jesus, you don't have salvation and if you hear these truths this morning, you think, yeah, I don't buy it. I just want to warn you that you're not a part of the body of Christ. And I pray that you would surrender and submit in humility to the truths of God and allow the Spirit to work in your life, to open your eyes I would even encourage you to pray. God, I don't understand these things. I'm having a hard time submitting to these things. I'm having a hard time believing these things, but I pray that you would help my unbelief. Can only be understood in humility and by the Spirit's power. Let's look at Ephesians chapter three because this is good news. As we begin to understand the reality of the incarnation, God, in human flesh. Ephesians chapter three, starting in verse eight. Again, this is Paul writing. Again, he's talking about this incredible mystery. Verse eight, he says, the grace, this grace was given to me, the least of all the saints, to proclaim to the Gentiles the incalculable riches of Christ and to shed light for all about the administration of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. This is so that God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in, in the heavens. This according to his eternal purpose accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. And in him we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. When we submit to the truth of God's word by the Spirit's power, then Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter three, verse 12, that we have access to a spiritual boldness and confidence. This spiritual boldness and confidence assures us that we are sons and daughters of God. It assures us that we have a place in the family of God. It assures us that we are joint heirs with Jesus. It assures us of our salvation. It assures us that we belong. It assures us that God is working in our lives to conform us into the image of Jesus when we come to submit and understand the mystery of the gospel, that Jesus, the Messiah, the long-awaited one, 
I love uh, this passage, verse, um, verse 9, the shed light for all about the administration of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. This mystery of the incarnation, this reality of Christ's coming was God's plan from eternity. And for ages, God was working this plan and all throughout the Old Testament, we see the threads of God's plan as God called for himself a people and established a nation. And through those people, eventually the Messiah would come, fulfilling all the prophecies of the Old Testament and God for ages was working this incredible mystery, this plan which is now revealed through Jesus Christ. When we finally come to the place and humility and the Spirit's power that we submit, then we have access to boldness, spiritual boldness and confidence. In him, we have boldness and confident access through faith. We have boldness because we have access to God. We have access to God through this mystery of the incarnation. We have access to God through our faith in this mystery and all that Jesus has done for us. We have access. I want to look at one more passage in the book of Romans, chapter 16. Again, Paul is speaking of this incredible mystery. It's how he closes the book of Romans, Romans chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. Paul says, now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation about Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept silent for long ages. Again, this idea that God was working out this plan through the ages. But now revealed and made known through the prophetic scriptures, Jesus fulfilled all of the prophecy of the Old Testament, according to the command of the eternal God, and to advance the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles, and that's a great truth for you and for me, because most of us in here, we are Gentiles. (laughs) We are not of the nation of Israel. And through Jesus Christ, we have access. The door was opened, and there are no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, Scripture tells us we are all part of the body of Christ, the church. To advance the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles, in verse 27, to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, to him be the glory forever. Amen. Understanding the incarnation leads us to glorify God. Church, I want to encourage you this Christmas season, this season of Advent. Today is the first day of Advent. The word Advent just means coming, and we celebrate the reality that Jesus Christ came. And we look back to the promises of the Old Testament that a Messiah would one day come. 
as we enter into this season, I want to encourage you, don't let this be old news for you. Don't allow the incredible, wondrous mystery of the incarnation, the coming of the eternal Son of God and human flesh, don't let it just be common. Don't let it just be a little nativity scene on your shelf at the house. Don't let it get swept under the rug because of all of the presence and lights of this Christmas season. I want to encourage you this Christmas season to glory in the reality, the wondrous mystery of the eternal God sending his one and only son to take on flesh, to live a sinless life, to die a sinless and perfect death, taking our sin and the punishment that we rightly deserved on himself and raising from the dead literally so that we could have life. Don't allow it to just be the same old story but glory in it. Stand in awe. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Come and adore Lord God, as we spend the next few weeks looking into the truth of your word, this incredible mystery that was hidden for long ages but now is revealed through Jesus Christ. This hope that we have, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Lord, help us to surrender and to submit to your truth. Lord, convict us, call us, draw us by your Spirit's power. God, I, I pray especially for those who, who struggle with the teachings of your word. Who struggle with these incredible mysteries, these spiritual realities. God, I, I pray that during this season that they would begin to surrender to you. God, soften their hearts by your spirit. Speak to them by your spirit. Lord, help them to surrender in faith. Lord, for those of us who, who have been following you for a long time, 
God, don't allow this to be just another Christmas season for us. Don't allow this to be just another Christmas story. But Lord, help us to glory in the reality of the incarnation. Lord, give us a new boldness and confidence of the access that we have. Help us to glorify you. This morning, I just want to ask a couple questions, and I want to ask you to keep your heads bowed and eyes closed. And the reason I'm doing this is just to help you respond this morning. And I'm going to ask you uh, to just raise your hand if, if the statement applies to you just as a physical reminder to yourself and so that I can see your hand and pray for you. So my first question is, is to believers, those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ and, and maybe this morning you would say, I want God to help me not just allow this to be a common thing for me, but to really allow me this season to just gaze into the depths of this wondrous mystery. Maybe it's, maybe it's just gotten routine for you and, and you're asking God to just really help you embrace the incredible mystery of godliness, of the gospel. And if that's you this season, I would just ask you to raise your hand just as a reminder to yourself and so I can pray for you this morning. Praise the Lord. Yeah, amen, amen. My second question would be maybe for someone who you struggle with these truths and, and, and you haven't submitted to these truths. And so I, I would just ask, is there anybody here this morning who would say, I, I haven't submitted to these truths but if they're true, then, then I desire for God to help me have faith. It's just a, a simple, if these things are true, then I desire for God to help me have faith. And I, I just ask you to pray that God through his spirit would, would draw me to faith. Is there anybody like that this morning who would say, I, I'm not sure about all this, but if it's true, I, I want to know. I want to know. Anybody like that this morning? Praise the Lord. So Lord, help us. Help us as Romans 16, verse 27 says that we would give you glory forever, the only wise God. As we look into these incredible truths, encourage us, give us confidence and boldness. Help us to surrender and submit. Grow us into maturity. Through the power of your gospel, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I want us to sing a song, and I do, we're just going to do it. So I, what, what key are you in? Hey, oh, that's probably a little too high, so hit, hit me a G real quick. All right, sing this with me. Oh, come, let us adore.
adore him oh come let us adore him christ the lord sing that again oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him christ the lord amen lord help us to adore you this Christmas Eve.